Hi, I'm Steve Mabb, Chair of the Australian Shareholders Association, and we're proud to be hosting the 2024 Investor Conference in Melbourne from the 19th to the 21st of May. And we're stoked that Phil, the host of this podcast, is going to be our special guest MC. If you haven't heard much about the ASA Conference, it's a flagship event that attracts around 300 investors and industry professionals, including the Chair of National Australia Bank this year, the Chair of AGL. We have Dr. Sam Hupert, the founder and CEO of Primedicus, and we've also got Richard White, the founder and CEO of WiseTech coming along, along with many others. For a limited time, new members can enjoy special pricing on registration for the upcoming conference, along with a complimentary 12-month digital membership with the ASA. That's two-day conference registration plus one-year ASA membership for $499, a saving of $150. Simply search for Australian Shareholders Conference Register, click on two-day conference non-member, enter the discount code MEM, as in member, 499, the number's 499, so that's MEM 499 to claim your special offer. Come along and meet me and Phil at the conference. We look forward to seeing you there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shares for Beginners. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is a Shares for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons, questions answered. Claude Walker is the founder of A Rich Life, writing the Ethical Equities column. In this quick tip, Claude talks about matching your risk to your experience entering markets gradually, to keep learning, and what he sees is the most common mistake made by new investors. For the beginners that I see run into trouble, mm-hmm. the biggest and saddest mistake that I see is essentially uh, overconfidence. So someone will say, oh, look, I've decided to, I've got 100000 to invest and I'm going to put, oh, and, I, and I've now read about this company, you know, 3P Learning, which I like the idea of their software, yeah. you know, and maybe they've listened to other people. Like, I actually thought 3P Learning was decent myself. Mm-hmm. But as an experienced investor, when I... And I was wrong about this one, by the way. When I bought shares in it, I bought, you know, a, 2 or 3% of my shareholding of my overall portfolio because I wanted to get to know the company. It was a relatively recent listing in these days. So, it had been yeah, floated yeah. with lots of fanfare. As it turned out, 3P Learning provides software, actually not too different from this tally train stuff where it helps train kids. So, it's like maths games. Mathletics is the one that uh, many people have heard of. Now, actually what had happened is this was sort of losing its edge. There was more and more free alternatives and there was some problems with the business. And in the end, it was actually floated at a very favorable price for the sellers. So, it was a bad buy. Mm -hmm. But because I just put in a couple of percent, I realized it was a bad buy and then eventually reversed my opinion on it, sold shares in it, and then I lost probably, I can't remember the exact amount, but it would have been maybe around 50% or a little less, but a decent loss on that one. But it wasn't too bad for me in the overall context because I only had a small amount of my portfolio in it because it it was a risky stock, it was a recent listing. However, someone who's beginning has too much confidence, they could put in 10 or 20% into this company that they don't know. Overall, um, 
of their overall amount that they're going to invest. And then, of course, one mistake has this like really big impact where if you put in 20% of your portfolio into one stock as your first or second stock you've ever bought, and then that happens to be a wrong call, then you've lost 10% of your overall portfolio. Mm -hmm. It's like really tragic. I tell the story because I don't want to see that kind of stuff happen. Especially when, if you're going to start investing, if you have a hundred thousand to invest, you should be thinking of investing an entire twenty thousand in maybe the whole year, because if the market is about to crash, what if it's forget the the one stock mistake? What if there's about to be another crash, and you put in all your hundred thousand dollars in one day, and then there's a crash the next day? You could lose thirty percent in a day. Now, of course, that's very unluck- unlucky, but I'm just illustrating the point. Many people would be better off dollar cost averaging. So, they buy, they buy some shares now. If the market sort of goes up and up, those shares will go up. Great. You can keep buying shares. If the market falls down, well, you've still got uh, plenty of your money left to put in at those lower prices. So, when my father-in-law wanted to start investing, he had a set amount of money. And we sort of... I suggested to him that he sort of invests that over about two years, over a two-year period. And, you know, it wasn't perfectly done like clockwork or whatever, but the point is he sort of gradually invested that. Now, as it turns out, the market went up during that period. He would have been better off just putting it all in at the beginning. But it's it's important in case something does go badly, but it's also important in terms of the overall success of that investor mm-hmm. to take their time and not freak themselves out. That means that by the time you've got your full amount of money invested, your full 100000 investing, you'll have already had a year or more of watching how share price is going up, up and down. You'll have made a mistake already and you probably would have hopefully had a success already. And you'll already be getting used to the emotions of it like gradually by going in. And also, it's an opportunity for you to decide it's not for you. Uh, what if you've invested your $20,000 or, or $30,000 or $40,000 and you're like, wow, this is too much for me. I don't enjoy this. I don't want to keep up with the research. It's worrying me. Look, you know, I'm not doing too badly, but I don't, want to, I don't want to play anymore. Well, you're better off having only invested in a little bit in that scenario. And, and look, the other thing is it gives you a chance to learn about these companies. So, if you wanted to actually be a private investor that, that's good at it, you need to follow companies for a period of time. And look, honestly, you don't have to be hands-on forever, but you need to give yourself some time to understand what you're investing in, understand the risks. And if you're doing it gradually, that means that, you know, you might have put in 2% of your overall portfolio in a company and a year later, you're like, oh, wow, this company is not doing what it said it's going to do. It had a lot of big promises in its IPO, but Mm -hmm. it didn't live up to them. At the very least, you'll you wouldn't put any more in that one. Um, you may even decide to sell. So, it gives you a chance to learn and hope, one would hope for you to be a successful investor, certainly for me, you're constantly learning and you're hopefully constantly gradually just making better uh, decisions overall. The best thing you can invest in is your own ability. So, it makes sense to have less invested whilst your ability is more nascent. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the luckiest things that happened to me is that I, I started really young. So, I didn't have a lot of money. I I started with $500 as a university student. And so, some of my silly mistakes and, you know, that time when I didn't pay attention to it for more than a year because I was doing my honours thesis or whatever it was, mm-hmm. that all happened when I had much less money and much less, you know, responsibility for what I was investing in. Yeah. So, I think it's it's better for everyone if they do start slowly because by the time they get more experience, 
then they'll be putting in more money, basically match, match your risk with your experience and, and you'll be safer anyway. If you found this podcast helpful, please tell a friend, especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future. You'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road. Shares for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not shares for beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.